Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode, I'll be talking to lead singer and songwriter Oscar Pollock and drummer Hayden Evans from the British band Sundara Karma. They released their debut record, Youth Is Only Ever Fun in Retrospect, in January of this year. And speaking of youth, the band is young. They formed just a couple years ago, and the members of the band are young, like they're all in their early 20s. But their music sounds way more fully formed and developed than you might expect from such a young band. They play like super melodic and catchy indie rock that has this theatricality about it. Like, honestly, they remind me of Arcade Fire in all the best ways. Maybe one of the reasons the band's sound is so strong is because Oscar and Hayden have known each other since they were kids, like little kids. Like, they've known each other since grade school. I talked to them briefly about it after our interview, and they kind of communicate on like a nonverbal level. So I don't know, maybe that allows them to get straight to the heart of making good music. Anyway, I got to speak to them both when they were in town for South by Southwest, the giant music and film and interactive festival that takes over Austin, Texas every March. And we actually met on the roof of Whole Foods, which was having its own mini music festival because that's how South by Southwest is. There's music everywhere. Like there are many music fests at the grocery store. <laughs> anyway, I got to talk to them about music and songwriting and all the good things. So here they are, Oscar and Hayden from Sundara Karma. I'm going to go for a Nick Drake song, but I'm finding it hard to pick one. You, it could just be Nick Drake or it could be an album. People talk could about... I, could I do Brighter Later? Of course, of I course. Yeah, Drake. yeah. Okay. I never felt magic crazy as this. I never saw moons knew the meaning of the sea. I never held emotion in the palm of my hand. Felt sweet breezes in the top of a tree, but now you're here. Bright in my northern sky. I'm, uh, and the reason for picking that is it's over the past few months, it's really helped put the importance of uh, authenticity and uh, sensitivity, I guess, into, you know, songwriting for me, which I've kind of might have shied away from sometimes, but so that, 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 um, that really, uh, yeah, it really helps listen to that record. Also, it's very inspiring in the, in the sense that it helps me focus on 
pushing the corners a little bit and not kind of being afraid to, to go into um, uncharted territories. And all the friends that you once knew and left behind, they kept you safe and so secure amongst the books and all the records of your lifetime. What will happen in the morning when the world gets so crowded that you can't look out the window in the morning? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not actually that familiar with that record. I've heard, I'm, I'm not really that well versed in Nick Drake. Like, okay. um, like, can you kind of give me like a description of what, what he's doing on that record? Yeah, I, it's his second record, and um, what was his second record? And it was probably the most um, fully fleshed out in terms of musical arrangement, um, which I, I tend to like. Like his first record was more folky, more singer-songwriting, which is nice. And obviously the lyrics come through quite, you know, um, they're at the, at the front. But I just like all the arrangements and stuff. It reminds me a lot of um, Death of a Ladies Man by Leonard Cohen, where she did with Phil Spector, I think. The man she wanted all her life was hanging by a thread. I never even knew how much I wanted you, she said. Yeah, I just, I really like the... Yeah, the, the the arrangements and there's a lot of beautiful melodies in there which accompany the the um, the beauty in the lyrics. Like I think I need both. I do tend to need both. So you, when you hear music, you listen for like lyrics and yeah, I melody. like I like there to be both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I, I'm sure most people would say. But I mean, is it is it a record that you've has been in your life for a long time, or is it a record that you just discovered recently? It's a record that is I've discovered over the past few months which obviously it's been around for ages but I haven't fallen in love with a record like that for a really 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 long time um, like but before that it was Deantwood and everything that they were doing I was gonna say the juxtaposition between <laughs> Deant Word and Nick Drake yeah, couldn't, but it's be, the same couldn't be larger. It's the same feeling though. It might, uh, of course, like they're really different, but for some reason, it's the same feeling of or just pure like I don't inspiration. Like the things that I fall in love with tend to be things that make me want to improve what I, whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, I think that's the way I like I consume music. Where were you when you heard it? Do you remember? No, because it was a slow process. I remember someone once told me ages ago to check out Nick Drake and listen to 30 seconds of a song. This was when I was like 15, I think, and uh, I didn't think it was for me. Um, and then I just left it for ages and ages and ages. And then I think it might have been just before we went on our last UK tour. Um, I had you know, some time to write and... Uh, where my mum lives is, is, is in quite a like it's by the countryside so it's was in the countryside um, and there's a field which is kind of like just a walk away which I like to go and walk to if I've got a creative block or whatever and um, I decided for I don't know whatever reason to um, like 
start Googling Nick Drake and reading about him. And the, I found that there are a lot of similarities between like his surroundings, where he grew up or whatever, and what I was going through. So I just, that was that affinity. And I, then I just started listening to the music and I kind of understood it more, I guess. Please, give me second grace. Please, give me a second face I've fallen far down The first time around Now I just sit on the ground in your way Do you remember kind of like when you started listening to it, like what kind of feeling? Yes, yes. Ob obviously, he's a man who suffered tragedy and died early due to, uh, you know, uh, people say suicide, but, I, I you know, I th it was uh, like an overdose in, in sleeping pills, I think, is what happened. But um, I don't know, there's there's a, just a connection that I think with, with, with the sensitivity. And that it was that, it was the sensitivity that he was confidently portraying in his music, hearing that created a, like, I don't know, a shift inside me or like a hit in some sort of way because uh, I genuinely haven't really uh, you know, heard lyrics like that ever before. And it's done with such ease. It really is, yeah. So come, come ride in my streetcar by the bay for now, I must know how fine you are in your way. And the seashores are, but she won't need to cry. For it's really too hard for the fly. You said you had not particularly been writing from like a, or I think this is what you said, that you'd not been particularly writing from like a um, vulnerable and open place? Yeah, well, I tend to like, I tend to um, story tell in my songs, but I guess um, put myself in it at the same time. I, th I find that's, I don't know, I just maybe that's more enjoyable or I don't know, maybe some people would say, it's where how how I can be more honest. I don't know, but um, and to a certain extent, I think Nick Drake does that as well. But um, I d you know I maybe I was wrong with what I said before, but I but I think um, it's just it's a, a reminder of of how high to keep the quality, I guess, because you can let it slip. You can become really comfortable with songwriting, um, and then that's when everything becomes really shit. <laughs> well, and it, and it strikes me that you started. So your your record just came out in January. Yes. And so, which you which is a long process to write a record and record it and then wait for all the promo to happen and then wait for it to come out. So, do you think this is part of your process of getting ready to start writing again? One hundred percent. Yeah. Like the record's been done for such a long time. Like it was done six months before we finished. I think. And no, six, it, we finished it six months before it came out maybe even longer so the second records already got a lot of songs for it do you do you think that 
have you been able to push yourself in a new territory because yeah. of this record? 100%. 110%. Yeah. Do you think that it like reflects that that openness that he that you kind of hear in there or that like vul- it sounds like you hear a real vulnerability. Mm. You know? Yes. Maybe that that's a nice word. Um vulnerability and authenticity. And authenticity, yeah. Yeah. Authenticity is such a it's such a tough line to such an easy word to throw out there as well. But it's also tough because like what is authentic today when you write a song may not be authentic a year you know you're not in the same place when you write a song as when you like mm. perform it or when it comes out it's also um, difficult with authenticity because songs like authenticity can be subjected um, it would change to different people's sense of what is authentic to them whether they think something is authentic do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it can be tricky I guess only you you know yourself. You know if you're cheating yourself. I think right. you do deep down. Well, and I guess the point is really like, what's the point of faking it? Cause yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. people are actually, everyone's trying to figure it out what it is. It doesn't feel as magic as it, when you know when you're doing something that feels really real, it just has that magic to it. And you know if you're doing something and it's too tried and contrived, then it doesn't have that magic to it. And you always like, got to chase that, that sparkle. Are you stepping away from storytelling then? No. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I'm bringing that back in more than I ever have. Yeah. Really? Which is kind of contradicting everything <laughs> I've just been saying. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Hayden? Well, I suppose in, in the same way that Oscar described listening to a Nick Drake album, I, I remember like when I first listened to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, it was like, wow. Um, I, I got into a band more than like I ever have. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. My favorite record ever. And I don't think anything will ever top it. That's how much I appreciate that record. Now, is it a record that you found on your own? Is it something that you got from your parents collection yeah geez you're young enough where like your parents probably didn't grow up listening to the beach boys yeah no they didn't at all so how did you how did you come across pet sounds well i i i remember stealing a song off like my friend's hard drive like, i was ripping music off him don't do that um and like one of them was a beach boys track and then i i ended up listening to like like a greatest hits first and then i started listening to albums one by one and then i read like an article in mojo or something about pet sounds and i listened to it and i was like well it's like this crazy record that i've never heard anything like and i wouldn't really i growing up listening to like my chemical romance and stuff like that i never really expected to get into that sort of music i know perfectly well i'm not where i should be i've been very been patient with me 
mean, for you, that is makes it the best record ever. You know when you hear a record and like you first hear it and you 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 listen to it like from the outside and you just hear sort of the surface of the, the surface of the track and then you get into it and then you can hear like every single tiny detail in it. Um, that's what I love about the record. And you still find things like hidden in there, like after listening to it a hundred times, you know. I love records like that, where you, like, it's like so detailed and like there's so much to it, like most people won't be able to hear everything in it, you know. And you're a drummer and that's a, that's actually a in very interesting drumming yeah, record in a lot I, of ways. Yeah, I suppose I'd listen to it like that rather than lyrically or, or melodically. listen to it do you still go to it for like inspiration I, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean i listen to it probably well at least two times a week still really like, yeah i mean that's you know that might not even seem that regular but i mean when i started listening to it like i would listen to it every day do you have any particular songs on pet sounds that you fall down a hole with like that you just put on repeat and like oh, can't yeah. stop listening to the, um, let's go away for a while is yeah is one of my favorites on that record and there's like no lyrics in it you know there's no there's no words and so i found that like one of the more interesting tracks on the record just because there's no lyrics you know So what's the what's the feeling that you get then from the I don't know from the song? It kind of feel it like the song feels like you're in a like a Disney film <laughs> sort of thing. It's kind of arranged that way with these like these strings and I don't know. It's really orchestral and just like odd. And I think yeah, the way that this, he used the studio as like his that was his instrument was like the yeah. studio and everyone yeah, in it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And this is Love Blood from Sundara Karma's Youth is Only Ever Fun in Retrospect. And if you live in the United States and you'd like to see the band, well, you're in luck. They are touring this country through the end of April. I'll post their tour dates on the show notes page for this episode, along with the Spotify playlist featuring all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And if you like listening to Oscar and Hayden talk about music as much as I did, then please feel free to check out our archives on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean... We've talked to folks like Tegan and Sarah and Britt Daniel and Alex Fischel from Spoon and Kevin Parker from Tame Paula, like loads of people. I mean, we have 77 episodes, so seriously, like a lot of people about the songs that inspired and transformed them. And 
While you're there perusing our archive, we would love a rating or review because ratings help people find this podcast. And really, that's what we want for as many people as possible to hear these stories. Or maybe you want to share this episode with a friend, like hip them to the beauty of Sundara Karma and or Nick Drake and our pet sounds. If you help get the word out about this podcast, then thanks in advance. And that's it. We have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. You should check out her project, Keep Music Weird. Natalie Gayona is our marketing intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout. Mahout. What? Mahout. By Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near real-time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at austinwater.org.